temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Hey, hey, welcome back. It's Beamer in for Bowerly. And we are revisiting the blizzard of 2022. Here in studio, giving our story, we have Pasquale Majori, we have Jimmy Stelliano, we Here. have Max Ferry. Uh, we are maybe talking to Tom Puckett as well. Uh, you heard from Dick Bowerly in the last uh, segment. And we're going over the experience that we had here in studio um, sleeping in the studio, some of us trying to get across the street, some of us trying to leave um, over the holiday storm. But we'd like to hear your take as well, your memories of Blizzard of 2022, 803-0930, star 930. Um, and, and were there lessons learned? You know, we talked so much the days following the storm about the lessons learned. Um, guys, before we get back to our memories here, I want to go around the table Anyone anyone chime in with a lesson learned? Is there something you learned um, during the storm? I think just overall preparedness. Jimmy had mentioned what the items are that he leaves in his vehicle at all times. Um, and I'll probably take coverage of storms a little more serious in regards to the severity of them. So if something gets reported this year about a major storm, a major blizzard, I will definitely take more precautions than I did last year. Now, let me ask you a question. My follow-up to that is, say there is a major for, uh, blizzard forecasted and it's a dud. Do you go back to or do you still go, okay, that's just one dud. I'm still going to remember what happened in 22. No, I'll definitely go back to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry that, about it. That's the problem I think uh, I think I have. Jimmy, what's your lesson of uh, the blizzard of 22 from your experience? Um, I, I, I just think it comes down to preparedness. I really do. Um, from, you know, having enough gas in your car to uh, – to to keep keeping um, things with you and always sort of being ready to go at a moment's notice and uh, heeding uh, the warnings of uh, the weather service, I suppose. That is something. There is now a I mean that blanket in my trunk, just in case. Like yeah. I always will have a blanket. Like I knew it was coming, and it, it's like it didn't look like it was coming, but it it hit and it hit hard. And that's a great point. It didn't look like it because people went out Christmas Eve morning. Like I said there are businesses open. People went out and did their Christmas Eve errands. Um and unfortunately, you know, so many got stuck. Uh Max, what's your lesson of the blizzard? I concur. I mean, I was not prepared like at all. I had nothing. I slept on the floor. I had no blankets. I used Gasoline. my I used my coat as a blanket. And as pillows, <laughs> like I, used I, my, I used my coat as a pillow. I had no blanket. Yeah, me neither. And it was just—it wasn't comfortable. I didn't—I don't even think I really actually slept. I kind of was just in a in a leery state. Um, yeah, absolutely. 
be prepared. Bring like have something in the trunk of your car, just ready to go. It. That's. I mean, like I said, I have a blanket now. I I was fine using my jacket as a pillow. I thought my jacket was a very good pillow. Would a nice would have been nice to have a, a blanket. Um, and you know. I could always go to putting two chairs together, but when you're trying to actually fall asleep, the two chairs together thing, pretty difficult. So now on Christmas Day, most of us except for Jimmy left, and um, we'll start with uh, Pasquale and I, because because of Pasquale, I was able to get home. You um, parked your truck in the most perfect spot at Uniland. So when did you know, when did you figure it was the right time that you could get out? I think as soon as the plow made that first swipe through, I know you and I had kind of talked about a plan to get you home first, and then I would head back my direction, because I think at that point in time, the plows were out on the roads, and they were making enough movement in regards to getting people to move around. Um, so I think that was around like maybe 1130 noon on that Sunday. Yeah, I remember, uh, I remember that I couldn't get my car out because I had put it in the garage, which was great for getting stuff out of my car. But they didn't plow the entrance of the garage until the next day. So there was no way to get my car, my sedan, out of under the building. So thank you, Pasquale, for getting me home. Now, I, that drive, I mean, talk about eye-opening. Now, you had already seen some of that stuff coming in on the 23rd. But the stuff that we saw on Maple, Sheridan, Transit, I mean, very eye-opening. And it was the stuff that we've been talking about on the air. But it's a lot different when you see it with your own eyes. Well, it's funny. We're going to continue to reference my own ignorance and just, like, not overly thinking about things. I remember when I was driving you home, we went down Sheridan. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to cut across Brompton to get over to Main Street because this is what I do when I go to work every morning, not thinking that, hey, maybe that road wasn't properly plowed so i think we got like halfway you and i were actually having a conversation about you possibly buying a truck down the road like this is a great thing and i'm like as i'm pulling like halfway down brompton i'm like maybe this is not the best idea so i remember we ended up like backing halfway down the road to get back out and getting around and you know as you mentioned earlier just seeing like the sights on transit road of of the cars that are buried in the snow and not to mention getting on main street which was like 10 times worse seeing that tractor trailer which was stuck off to the side blocking half of the half of the whole road it was just amazing like seeing those sights and really like the gravity of the situation at that point sunk in and i'm just like all right i just got to get home and um you know thankfully it all worked out well for both of us yeah i and we couldn't get down the road that I had to get down, you just said, hey, get out here. And it was great. I mean, I was right there. Um, but obviously with the, the trucks and the cars uh, on the side, the plow could only do so much. I mean, Main Street, there was a part of Main Street near where you dropped me off that would, could only go one car at a time. Well, I remember our friends at the uh, Main and Transit Fire Hall, too. They were doing their dig out themselves over there, and they had a lot going on over there. But again, like with with all the uh, the vehicles that were just left behind, and again, that tractor trailer, um, just complicating things for not only the people that were lucky to get out and move around and, and get back home or get where they needed to go, but obviously the plow trucks and the first responders as well. Yeah. Now, Max, your, uh, your drive home, uh, what was it like finally getting out of here and going home? What did you see? And with your member of that uh, that trip, my my original plan was to find ga- a gas station and put gas in my car, and I quickly realized that um, not only were the pumps actually closed, but they were like frozen, so I couldn't. I was trying to go. I was going up and down Maple, and then Jerry took me up and down Maple to try and see if I could get gas. And then when I realized that, I just realized um, I need someone to kind of just get me home. And uh, Jerry was very gracious enough to take me to Lockport 
and drop me off, which was very nice. And it, and it, when it happened, and I didn't think that we were actually going to make it, but we did on Christmas Day. And uh, I came home, and my sister and my mom had no idea it was coming. So it was really nice, and I kind of got emotional about it. So spending Christmas with them was definitely uh, something I will never forget. Yeah, that's I never told my wife that we were on the, on the way. I, I wanted to surprise her, and... Uh, and I, it was, it was, you're right, I got emotional walking up the stairs and like, because there was a point, like I said, on Christmas Eve, I thought we are at least here till Monday because you were hearing so much about, well, the storm will end, but then plows are going to have an issue because of the stranded cars. And we knew that there were two stranded cars at the entrance of this building. Um, so, and again, with, you know, everything that happened, being stuck here an extra day, obviously is the least of concerns um, with all that's going on with that storm. Um but yeah, it was. Um, I was very thankful that we were able to get out and that we were able to uh, be home. Uh, now Jimmy stayed behind. He kept producing the uh, content here on the station. So Jimmy, when you finally went home, things were really starting to uh, be plowed out and looking better that Monday. I didn't. Uh, I actually didn't want to go home when I when I did go home. But I, I had the opportunity to, and I did. Um, but yeah, the I left at some point during the blizzard to to pick up uh, Lucas Buckley, who needed to be here. So uh, I want to detail the um, for a lot of people that don't. There there are many people out there that won't be able to didn't see the things that you guys saw or I saw. But Transit Road, that picture of Transit Road, yep. I saw that with my own eyes. Apocalyptic cars cars sitting with their doors open, completely abandoned and. And the uh, the front loaders, the trucks that were uh, that had forks on them, that were just sort of picking cars up and moving them, and digging them out to to uh, open up all the all the roadways. It was just an incredible sight to see. But there, um, it was uh, it, it's hard to put into words what I was witnessing. It was only in a movie you see things like this, and it was actually real life. Yeah, I, I Transit Road. Uh, I remember we bo- we both saw Transit Road. It was from that Sheridan overpass. Yes. The, if you never saw the photo that went viral on Facebook, it's somewhere out there. Look, you have to look on the internet. So obviously picture. we turned the other way toward Main Street. But yeah. looking back, I remember because we saw the abandoned, not the abandoned, the stuck ambulance at the um, Sheridan Transit when you're going toward Maple, and you looked back toward Walmart and things, and yeah, I mean you saw that image, and it was. I mean, you kind of go, wow. I mean, this, again, it's a difference talking about it. And I think we did a great job and the callers did a great job of explaining what was going on around them and seeing it with your own eyes. It was, even though we had talked about it for three days, unbelievable what we were seeing in some parts. It was, from that point forward, it, it bothered me when I heard people say, where are the plows? Why isn't my street plowed out? Well, because there's no way to get a plow down a street with, with, hundreds and hundreds of cars that are buried in in feet of snow that uh, they now have to spend more time with a machine to lift this car up and then flatbed it away so they can actually get a plow to your street that was uh it always it 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 bugged me it every time i heard it i'm like you don't get it do you you've just been sitting at home which is fine you're safe but there is so much going on. There was so much going on on the roadways to to get a plow to your neighborhood. Um, it was amazing. Yeah, and like I said, we saw that part, those parts of Maple, of Main Street where one car you had to make sure okay no one's coming this way so you could get through because 
only it was, there's only room for uh, for one car. When yeah. that's uh, major streets like uh, Maple and Main Street, well, yeah, you're gonna have it's gonna be slower getting plows uh, to those side streets. So, uh, fellas, that was a year ago today. Does it feel like a year ago? Because there are some days for me where it feels like it was yesterday, and some days where it feels like it was five years ago. No, it. Uh, I I I re I hear a lot of those calls a lot. Oftentimes, I I. I remember that and the emotion that that was being broadcast over our airwaves and that I, I sat through. I hear that very often, and it's not a PTSD thing or anything. It's just I I live oh, yeah. that. That is historic. I you heard a lot of emotion during those three days, and it, I never stopped. And I and I often think back and reflect uh, the people that we lost. It it breaks my heart. It it breaks yeah. my whole heart. The whole city of Western New York. Listen to it and lived it and, and helped. And, you know, to put that in perspective, we're reflecting on our experience and, you know, the four of us are all okay. Everyone that was here was okay. But, you know, there are families this year that this is a year, you know, their first Christmas without their uh, their loved ones that they lost last Christmas. And obviously, yeah, you have to put that in perspective. And, 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 and something as simple, it, 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 when it comes down to it, we experience it every year. Snow, as simple as snow, killed four, uh, 47 people. And it, it, uh, and it was extreme snow. And uh, it's just heartbreaking um, when it comes down to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, now, the final story I want to uh, talk about was on Christmas morning, Jimmy. You made a few phone calls, and we were able to get a fresh breakfast before we started making our way out. Yeah, I, I haven't been over there since we broke in. Well, we didn't really break in. We didn't break we in. We got the code for the door. So now you had... I don't think anyone else would have even thought of this. At 6 a.m. on Christmas morning... You say, I'm going to find me. the phone number and, and call someone to get into the Sunshine Cafe said, over in Building 300. There's got to be food here. We ran out of food. We did, we couldn't break the vending machine open. Uh, like, we were trying? all the tools we had here, we couldn't break the the plexiglass on the vending we were, machine. We weren't really trying. No. No, I didn't want to do that damage. But uh, Thank that, you, Crickler. Yeah, yes, yes. The most sustainable... <laughs> I would have paid for that panel of glass. <laughs> um, I The most sustainable... Uh, the amount of food was in that building over there, and uh, they were just like, "Yeah, take this, this, and this because this is probably going to go bad." And uh, we paid that bill. And the three of us—Pasquale, Jimmy, myself—went over there and made plates of uh, eggs and bacon and toast. Did we make toast? We've, is that in my I head? think so. I think we had sandwiches. We yeah. had sandwiches. We brought a. That's me- right. I made a BLT for Bowerly. We brought a measuring <laughs> tape with us. To to document how much tinfoil we took. That's right. How you much were, paper you were very precise on what we were taking. That was such a, an amazing thing that they did for us. The, the owner of the cafe, I, I've never met him or her, whoever yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, Got yeah. the code. They and... kept us alive for another day. Yeah. I mean, we, we had the food, but it was nice to not have we had chips. ramen noodles and macaroni and cheese for Christmas breakfast. It was kind of nice. It was kind of nice. And all thanks to Jimmy, because I don't think anyone else would have thought of even calling that number. Well, that was the first thing I did when I got home because we had prepped a bunch of food because we were supposed to have people over for Christmas Eve. And like as soon as I walked in the house, I said the pleasantries to my wife, went immediately for the fridge, just started plowing on food before I went outside to kind of assess what we had going on in our house. And But no, that, that breakfast sandwich that Sunday morning was quite the treat, and I will never forget to thank Jimmy for that. Yeah, no, thank you, Jimmy. And oh. I didn't have any of it. Why? I, Where were you? I was like on the ground i was on the ground trying to sleep and i i don't i remember you texting me jimmy that there was where are you like where are you there was food and i was in the other studio on the floor trying to actually try to sleep but you're lucky he didn't wake you up jimmy on christmas morning woke me up and said we're going to make breakfast 
I was I never passed zoned, out. Yeah, I, there was never a point. To, I didn't even want to walk down to that building. I didn't want to disconnect myself. Oh. Every time I left the studio, I felt like I was doing the city a disservice. I spent a lot of time walking over to that building just to... And that's the honor. There was a lot of, of exploring. Yeah, there yeah. was exploring by you guys, but I, you know... Hey, I, I feel like I know these <laughs> two buildings better than anyone else. I could tell you anything about building 500, building 300. Well, guys, a year ago tomorrow is when our coverage started, and... Uh, Pasquale, Jimmy, Max, uh, Tom Puckett, David Bellavia, Tom Bowerly, Dick Bowerly. Am I forgetting anyone? Jerry Craig, uh, Tim Wenger, Susan Rose, everyone who uh, was on air or stuck here in the studio or both. We also had Zach Jones, Evan DePasquale was here, um, and and they helped out as well. It was uh, It's hard to believe it was a year ago and also hard to believe as we look out the window now, it's green outside and Christmas Day, we're going to be wearing shorts and hoodies. Should we get a touch football game going amongst the crew to kind of remember yeah, the day? That would be yeah. fun. In the parking lot, or should we find some grass? We'll do the parking lot. Okay. Let's make it interesting. We could have it catered by the Sunshine Cafe. That's right. I mean, I'm sure you still have the code somewhere. Don't tell them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, guys, thanks for um, revisiting. And again, you know, putting it in, into perspective, we just opened the phone lines. We were on the air. It was people in the community calling and, you know, putting their concerns out there, but also people answering those concerns and following up and, and you know, doing everything they can. It was a community that came together. Uh, and it's something that we learned about, you know, that we know about Western New York is we do we do come together in times of crisis and um, also just never forget um, 47 people lost their lives in that storm. There are 47 uh, families that, you know, this Christmas uh, will be the first without their loved one. And we definitely are thinking of them. Uh, Pasquale Majori, Jimmy Celliano, Max Ferry, thank you so much. Thank uh, you, Joe. When we come back, we'll be talking with you. 803-0930, star at 930. Uh, we are about... Uh, tomorrow, a year ago tomorrow, the storm, the blizzard of 2022. What are your memories? What are your lessons learned? It's Beamer in for Bowerly back after this on News Radio 930 WBEN. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. 
Hey, welcome back. It's Beamer in for Bowerly here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Revisiting the blizzard of 2022, a year ago tomorrow, uh, we were talking with people that were in studio. One of those that were stuck in studio with us uh, was newsman Tom Puckett. And uh, Tom, what, what is your memory? What did you take away from a year ago? I missed my wife, Annie. It was our first married Christmas, and the way she tells the story, I left home at... 7.30, 8.30 on December 23rd. I did not get home until 7.30, December 26th. So you so you came into work early, but did you know you were going to be stuck here on the 23rd? I knew that there was a possibility that I would not be able to get home, uh, whether it was a trap because of a travel ban or uh, just the weather. I did have I do have an advantage. I have the advantage of living about 10 minutes by car from the studio. So there was a possibility that, hey, if it's not too bad, I could probably sneak back home and sneak back. It That never happened because I got here about 9.30 just as the storm began to whip up. And by about 9.30 at night when I had uh, finished everything and uh, just lined everything up that we needed for the next morning, uh, there was at least a foot of snow on the ground. And... One thing I can remember most, I took a picture of it, and maybe I should be uh, posting some of these in the X feed shortly, I'll do that, is that in the parking lot, there was my car, there were drifts of snow to the front, to the back, to the side, but next to my car, there was enough space that I could access my car, get into the car, if I needed to get in there for whatever reason. Yeah, I was I was fortunate to get my car under the building, um, and I had to keep on going down there to take some stuff to try to you know make a makeshift uh, bed in the uh, in the other studio. Now, Tom, where was your where were your quarters? You know, uh, we had uh, Bowerly was next door at KB. I was at uh, Aux One. Where did you uh, where did you spend your uh, downtime? The first night, I tried to spend in the uh, the bistro area. Um, tough to do because they're streaming Christmas music in the speakers. Mm-hmm. Um, I then tried the conference room. The first night I did the conference room, and it was just cold. I tried to turn the uh, thermometer up, only to learn that they turned off the heating in the conference room at 5 o'clock. So I ended up going into uh, one of the offices, uh, Rob Lucas's former office. That became my lair. Uh, Actually, no. Uh, It was the... The other office that we have in the newsroom, the closed door office, that Greg Sipen's old room when he was with Kiss, when he was music director, that was my lair for uh, the next couple of nights. Tom, what do you remember about that drive home when you finally got out of here on Christmas Day? Uh, you know, we had been obviously talking about it on the air, uh, but then you, you see it with your own eyes as you're driving home. It was surreal. I mean, all I was thinking about is getting home. Uh, getting a hot shower, getting a, a, a meal, um, getting a nice warm meal. And the, but seeing like it was like driving through a tunnel, the snow plowed on each side of the road. It was a tunnel. And um, thankfully, the roads have been cleared enough that uh, the driving back could be lifted at 7 o'clock on that uh, uh, day after Christmas, December 26th. And you know, I could finally get home after three days. Yeah, yeah. Well, Tom, we uh, 
We all uh, experienced it together. Thank you for sharing your memories of a year ago starting tomorrow. Tom Puckett in the WBEN newsroom. Uh, Tom, this year, 53, so shorts and hoodie. 53 shorts and hoodie. I don't do shorts. Not at work. Okay, okay. Well, but, but at least, listen, at least we can drive through. Where we can we can dress wherever we want. We want to dress up nice. We can do worry about that without ruining anything with snow and salt. That's right. So. Uh, and for those of you who wished for a white Christmas, you got your wish last year, and that should cover you for the next 10 Christmases. So we're going to go green this year, please, and thank you. That's right, 53 on Christmas. He's Tom Puckett. You'll hear him in 19 minutes. Thank you, Tom. 803-0930, star 930, talking about your memories of the blizzard of 2022 a year ago. Tomorrow, Alan is in Darien Center. Alan, thanks for hanging on. Hi, Joe. How are you doing? Doing well, Alan. What are your memories and uh, your experience from one year ago? Uh, one year ago, we made out pretty good, me and my wife and, and her son. This is our first year uh, in our new house we just bought. And we had propane heat, so it didn't, you know, we kept the temperature pretty reasonable. Um, compared to the blizzard of 77 when I was 15 years old, I just remember that as being just sheer excitement. I didn't understand. I didn't realize back then, you know, the scope of the the situation. I just was happy to be off of school, and I thought it was really cool to be able to go outside after it was over with and climb up to the top of the the uh, telephone poles on the the snow drifts. That was neat. But uh, as as far as last year, like I said, me, me my wife and I got by okay. But then I found out after it was over that my son and his family, who was he has my only grandchild. They really struggled. They, The temperature in their house got down to about 32 degrees, and they were huddled in the one bedroom with a blanket over the, you know, over the door. And, Alan, how long did it take for their electricity to come back for them to, uh, to get the heat back? It was the third, and I talked to him and wished him a happy birthday and told him to stay safe because, you know, I heard the weather was going to get bad, and that was, you know— like I said, after the fact, I found out that he really was scared, pretty much. Now, um, Alan, when um, so they had no power through Christmas. Did their did everything come back on the twenty sixth? Uh, they had power, no power for for two two days straight. So yeah, I got well the twenty sixth. Yeah, that's when it came back on. Came back on, and they're doing they they uh, they're doing fine now. Probably uh, through it. Yeah. Pro- probably happy to hear it's going to be 53 this christmas uh i'm sure they are well alan glad that they're okay glad that you're okay and thank you so much for sharing your experience and i want to also thank your you and your entire staff the whole crew for what you did last year i personally was not listening but i heard a lot of stories about how you came through and i also you know i know from being stuck on harlem road for four hours during the november storm and i had your station on what what a comfort that can be to anybody in a situation like that. So thank thank you, and God bless you all, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Alan. Thank you so much. Alan in Darien Center, uh, 803-0930, star 930. Yeah, I, I mean, I have to admit, I, I think, you know, I, I don't want to make it about me, obviously. I mean, this was, we were doing a service, but I really do think that I grew up those three days, right, doing the coverage, realizing that, you know, um, it was a changing story every minute, right? And it was something that you had to follow. And 
you know, you had to be on top of it, and people would call in. They were helping you paint the picture of what was going on around them. Um, and really, like I keep saying, we had the phone lines open, and it was you, the callers, that were putting our focus to where it needed to be and also putting focus of other listeners. And I'll just never forget the calls of people saying, hey, I heard so-and-so call in. I went and checked, and yes, they're okay. Just want to let you know. Um, you know, it's something I had never experienced uh, on this end of the mic before, and it was so heartwarming um, to hear people checking in and to hear people, you know, that are sitting at home, they hear something that's near their house, near their neighborhood, and they go outside and, uh, you know, in zero visibility to go check on a stranger. Uh, it's, it's, it's heartwarming. It really is. And, and we, we saw several examples of that on this air um, just a year ago. But like I said, driving Driving into work, I really thought I was going to be home. Like, I really thought the special coverage I was going to do from home uh, with the equipment that I had been given. And when I got here, you know, I mean, it, it was, it seemed so, fu- at first, just like a normal day, right? Uh, you had a new morning. Susan Rose was on. Brian was off. And then I remember going on at 9, talking to the um, officials in the city of Buffalo and and kind of painting the picture. I stayed on with David for a little bit, and uh, we were talking back and forth about the storm. And then, you know, all of a sudden, I mean, it really was for me that quick. It was, okay, a little, you know, a little tricky on the end of the drive home, but uh, on the end of the drive to work. But again, I didn't think it was going to get too bad that quickly. I remember at 1030, I was off the air with David, and I looked out the window and said, no, I don't, I don't think I'm going to be able to, to go home. And um, my wife texted me and said, yeah, don't try to come home. Now, I did go to Wegmans and get some stuff for the crew here at WBEN. And then when I got back, I realized I didn't get enough. Uh, so I turned around and went to Tops because Wegmans had closed, went to Tops and just anything I could put in that cart. That's, that was the, uh, the words of, um, of Tim Wanger. Anything you can put in the cart, put in the cart. And I did. I got the last four loaves of bread. I got the only lunch meat uh, that was still in stock. I got some cheese. I got some mayonnaise. I got more, like, just easy stuff. Like, I think I got another pack of ramen noodles, another pack of mac and cheese. It's just so easy to make, something you can just throw in the microwave. And, um, you know, yeah, got got sick of it, uh, peanut butter and jelly. Got sick of stuff like that, but at least we had food. I mean, I just um, imagine what would happen if we, if we didn't. I think Jimmy would probably have gotten that coat a little earlier. Um, but then... Jimmy getting that code and going and, and, and making a, a hot meal for everyone on Christmas morning. It was, uh, it was a change from what we had been having every day here. But, um, you know, just staying on the air and uh, really, again, opening the lines and uh, letting the community uh, give us the update of what was going on. And, you know, that is, that's what news talk radio is, right? That's what news talk is. It, it's, it's, yes, we have our talk shows. We have... Um, our opinion shows, we have our newsroom, but when there's something breaking, when there's something, you know, when the community needs news, well, that's what we do first. I mean, that is the most important is to bring you the information. And yeah, um, you know, last year was, was difficult. Uh, And I don't mean for us, I mean, for us as a community, it was difficult. Uh, It was a major storm. It was exactly what they were calling for. You know what I mean? It was the meteorologists all got it right. It was the storm of a century. And, you know, this is going to sound critical, but I don't think we were 100% prepared 
for the storm of the century that they were calling. Um, and I think that's evident in some of the um, some of the ways that it was handled. And you hope that, you know, I'm asking you lessons learned. You're hoping that there's lessons learned at the state level, at the county level, at the city and town levels. And that, you know, these studies that had been done, that the information was put into effect. Now, I'm the kind of person, I, lo- I love snow, don't get me wrong, right? I like, I like to see a little snowfall in the winter. I hope we never have a storm like that again. But the reality is we live in western New York. We live in Buffalo, New York. I mean, you just had a caller who ha- experienced the blizzard of 77 and the blizzard of 22, right? I mean, I remember the blizzard of 2000. I remember uh, 2000, the, October, uh, the October storm in 2006, Right? I remember the Christmas Eve storm. I can't remember what year that was, but I remember it. Um, so we're going to have a storm again, and you hope that they take the information from all these studies that have been done and put it to use. Um, hopefully we don't see it this year, uh, but we'll see. We know we won't see it next week, um, but when the, the test is given again, you hope that the improvements that needed to be made are made, and they can talk, 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 but you hope to see it in action um, when and if that major storm hits Buffalo again. It's not an if. It's a when. I mean, we live in western New York. We live in Buffalo. It's going to snow. We live by the lake. We're going to get a bad snowstorm. Uh, again, maybe not this year, but it's going to happen again. And what lessons do you take away from the storm of last year? Uh, but this is the kickoff to the holiday season. You know, we, we went to Joe uh, Callie with traffic, and you'll hear him again at 4 o'clock with um, Tom Puckett. But the airports, you know, I, I, you watch any of the news, that's the, that's the conversation, right? You watch any of the national news, the focus is the backup at the airports. And, you know, if you usually get to the airport an hour early, which I think they still ask you to get there 90 minutes early, uh, but if you get there an hour early, they're asking you to get there, you know, two or two and a half hours early, especially in some of these bigger cities. Um, So, yes, the traffic is picking up, but let me tell you, airports are going to be crazy, are crazy today, and I think it's just going to get crazier the next two days, right? I mean... What is that day? That's a that's a great question for people who have traveled right, you know, last minute on Christmas. Is is Christmas Eve the best day to fly? Do most people fly out on the 22nd and the 23rd? Is Christmas Eve the day or is it like mornings in retail where Christmas Eve morning it's miserable and then maybe later Christmas Eve because you are taking a risk, um people are, you know, the airports aren't as busy. I don't know. Maybe that's something we'll bring up later in the show. Uh, 803-0930, star 930. When we come back, we're going to be talking about Christmas movies, all types of Christmas movies, and the trend that Hallmark started. Would love to hear your in, uh, input on this. 803-0930, star 930. Beamer in for Bowerly. Back after this. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.